midday Sunday here on Talk 100.3. Uh, that's the slot where TalkCast goes. These are fantastic conversation, great real-world stories uh, that are podcast made by Amaya Media and uh, the head of Amaya Media who puts together these a great podcast for us. Uh, Chirag Dasani is joining us here in the studio. Chirag, good to have you on here on TSB. Yeah, it's nice to be back. It's been a little while. And this is a great podcast that uh, you're going to be able to hear midday Sunday on Talk 100.3 because you've been you've got the exclusive interview uh, that was discussing Michelin, the Michelin star restaurant rating to come to Dubai. Yeah. Yeah, quite exciting. I think uh, it's it's an interesting phase I think for Dubai, especially since the start of 2022. We've had the Mina 50 best which was like that first list came out. Uh, then now we had Michelin, of course, announce that they're coming out with their first list. And then now there's a, a third rating, Gilt Milo, which is coming yeah, but later the- this year. But it's, I mean, the, the, the interesting thing is like we have three international recognitions happening since the start of this year, which is quite which is quite great. I mean. uh, now, now for, for our audience, because I remember, Neil, you, when this, the news broke that the Michelin star ratings were coming, were coming to Dubai, you weren't aware of what they were. No, I, I wasn't aware. See, I mean, I, I'm a Desi boy from Bombay <laughs> who loves to go to this uh, and have those street side Pani Puris. I don't look for the stars. I only give stars if I like the Pani Puri. You know, so my my ratings are based on Neil stars and not Michelin stars. And if stars. they give you the the free sukapuri, sukapuri, right? otherwise, otherwise huh. it's not pani puri. Yeah. And and a bowl of uh, tikha pani, alag se. <laughs> if if they do that, then they get a Neil yeah. star. I don't know about the Michelin star. So yeah, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, so uh, I think I, I was explaining, and you can probably tell me more. It was was it originally a travel guide that came if you bought some Michelin tires? No, was, actually, that, so how I, actually back? the original story is really fascinating because right? obviously as part of doing the research to put all this stuff together, we found out. So so the Michelin tire company, which started by Michelin Brothers in like 1889, if I'm right, or 1890. Um, and they were kind of thinking of different ways to get people, to encourage people to drive their car more because if we were talking 1900s, people oh, weren't really right. driving, right? Okay, okay. And so they were like, well, the way we'll sell more is people might drive more cars, they'll need more tires, therefore we'll, like, we'll benefit. So it was like one of the first branded content activities, if you think about it, uh, which is they were like, okay, well, let's put a guide together of places you can go with your car. Right. And so they came up with this list of like restaurants that you should absolutely like make special trips to versus restaurants that if they're on their way, you should stop at and on your journey and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, of course, that's 100 years ago. And, and since then, the guide has evolved and it's become sort of one of the premier sort of rating systems for, for restaurants around the world. Yeah, you always talk about, you know, Gordon Ramsay. I think that one of his restaurants had three Michelin stars. Now, that, that's a restaurant where you're going to need sort of 1,000 dirhams per person or 1,500 dirhams per person to go. Mm-hmm. And when he, I remember he lost it to two. Mm-hmm. He often speaks about it was like one of the worst days in his culinary career, the day his main restaurant, because people are going... Yeah. But paying top dollar, they don't want two; they want three. Stars. Right, right, and of course, it it feels like it's it's a letdown, right? You feel like you've yeah. been you've been dropped in the rankings. Uh, I mean, it's it's still it's. Uh, I mean, for Dubai anyway. I mean, it's it's. I think it's it's an interesting time for the the FNB industry. I mean, especially we're coming out of twenty twenty and all of this stuff. Uh, so it's like an international recognition to say, you know, Dubai has enough restaurants that it's time that Michelin has come here and it's going to rank the, these restaurants and actually uh, you'll start to have Michelin star restaurants in Dubai, which is quite... So quite my, my question over here is when you say that Michelin will come here and, and this is absolutely from someone who has probably never been to a Michelin star restaurant or probably has been there because someone invi- invited Not me and I didn't it pay for it. Star, yeah, yeah and no, no I, I didn't pay for it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm a Gujarati boy. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't look at stars. I, I start reading the menu from right to left. I become an you know Ar- Arabic reader. I start right. reading right to left. I look at the pricing and then the what's the food right. uh, listed there. But then having, you know, so my, my curiosity now here ca- comes in where... When Michelin comes in and starts rating restaurants, uh, will they go to Karama to the smaller, uh, you know, uh, two meter by one meter uh, joint and uh, say, your vada pav is good, I'll give you one star for that? 
Yeah, so I, I mean, obviously, I can't speak for what they're going to end up doing, really, right? But one of the things that has happened over the last few years uh, among the other countries where they are prevalent is they've started ranking. Sort of, it's not only about fine dining, right? right. So in in Thailand, for example, they actually there are hawker stalls that have Michelin stars. Th- th- that's exactly right? my question. Yeah. Um, and so I mean, we did try to ask him, and you can listen to it on the episode. Like you get to hear his answer mm-hmm. for that. But obviously, he was a, a bit tight-lipped about sort of their process because it has to be uh, that way. Uh, but but the expectation is it is not going to be just a fine dining thing. They okay. are looking at outside of fine dining. And stuff. So I think there will be other restaurants that will get some kind of recognition. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the three star is a, is a very very high. This is the that original like you have to actually make a trip to this restaurant specifically for something. Okay, uh, which I think is something you probably won't get in the first year or first few years. But I think what we'll see overall is we'll start to see the quality of some of these things go up because they want to maintain their star. Like we're talking, you're talking about Gordon Ramsay. Obviously, that's that's quite a deterrent. Uh, but that's also I think you, the Mina Fifty Best. We had the same thing. I mean, we had an episode of that too, right? Uh, that we that we aired a couple of weeks ago, uh, and it was the same. Thing the restauranters just come back and say, "Okay, well now the game starts. Right now we got to stay consistent. Now we got to keep bringing that experience." So. Yeah, and it's it's funny when you speak about uh, the, the I guess the UK or parts of Europe where people were driving. I, I laugh about in, in Dubai if people have to drive more than twenty minutes to go to a restaurant, <laughs> they get upset. So Michelin might not be uh, getting the value for money out of some of their guides as they would have a hundred years ago. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously the, the world has changed, right? And so now it's it's uh, like I mean, if, if you if you see, if you hear the story that Michelin actually went to Thailand and said, all right, we're going to start, we're going to rate the, the hawker stalls. That's kind of showing the shift of the consumer yeah. and how, how that's changing and those behaviours are changing. So Midday Sunday Talkcast here on Talk 100.3 is this episode. Uh, going through, we've touched on sort of the Michelin Guide, but what exactly can we hear when we tune in on Sunday? Yeah, so you'll actually hear uh, from the International Director of Michelin Guides who was here for the announcement a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so he sat down with us at the Lighthouse in D3 uh, with the host of the show, Hashem, and uh, a food critic, Samantha Fudiva. Um, so they kind of talk about kind of what is their process, how actually they go about, what is their system like? Because obviously they've maintained this for a hundred years. Uh, so you know we were kind of curious to kind of nitpick at him and try to find out more. Obviously he was also being a bit tight-lipped, so it's an I'm interesting sure. conversation. But he shared quite a lot in terms of you know just, I mean the fact that like sort of Michelin inspectors they they have a 300 meals a year, right? Lunch and dinners, like rating and ranking and re-ranking and so on. So it's it's interesting to hear like how much work goes into this stuff. And when they go in, and maybe you bring it up on a Sunday's episode, do they? Tell tell the restaurant they're coming or do they go in no, they, anonymously? They, I, in fact, they very intentionally go in anonymously. Uh, one of the things he kept saying over and over again is uh, ultimately the Michelin inspector behaves like an ordinary uh, restaurant, like, so, like, like, like a consumer. And he has to because you don't want special treatment to go to him and right. therefore affect the rating. So so he has to pay for the meal that he's Absolutely. eating? Absolutely, yeah. Oh, I, I thought it's free meals, 300 meals <laughs> for a year. Yeah, I, I would probably apply for that job. Yeah, this is probably why we should wait for the rest of this to, for people to go listen to it and actually okay. learn the process. Yeah, but, but, no, but uh, I mean, the, the the reason I think, and that's one of the reasons why the Michelin Guide in particular, especially in Europe and otherwise, is still ranked so highly is because they know that it's fairly impartial in terms Fair. of their process. Makes sense, makes sense. Yeah, it's it's it's, al- it's always been the, uh, you know, one of the biggest guides. Did they give any sort of insight into some of the restaurants they're targeting? I mean, you mentioned no, there's the top 50 list and you've got to think a few of those are going to be are going to be on there. There, but there might be. I mean, they're, they're obviously, they so I mean, one of the things you learn is that obviously this is a long process that happens over time, and then they update the ranking every year. Uh, so I think it's just going to be an ongoing process thereafter. Um, obviously, I'm sure they're they're starting with a certain list, but uh, the fifth, I I think the fifty best because it's an audience voted and a and a yeah, um, you it. know and a, and a critic voted uh, list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we'll, we'll you can expect to see uh, quite a few differences as well. Uh, if you've got any recommendations on where they think they should go, you can let us know on WhatsApp zero five eight six eight. 
61003. Uh, where do you think the Michelin Guide uh, Michelin Guide should go, should go to in Dubai? Uh, the episode is coming up this Sunday at midday as part of TalkCast. And it's, it's not just Dubai. Is it just Dubai or is it across the UAE? Uh, no, Michelin is just doing Dubai to just start. So that they're starting with Dubai, obviously, because I think it's quite an intensive process for them. Uh, the MENA 50 best list was actually across MENA. So it was across, I think, 16 countries as of today and intended to expand further. Mm-hmm. So obviously we saw a much wider regional collection in the MENA 50 best list. But this is going to be only Dubai. And do we, uh, maybe it's in Sunday's episode. Do we know when the results are released of the Michelin Star? Yeah, they did announce it's coming out in June. It's coming out this June? Yeah, it's coming out in June. Well, I reckon the recommendation is if, you, if you've got a special occasion or you want to go to a fine restaurant, I'd try to be, I'd try and go before June because once, <laughs> once you find out that certain restaurants have got three or two hats, the bookings are going to go. The booking's going to go. The prices will go up too. Yeah. Prices might, yeah. I mean, that's something, by the way, if, if you listen to the MENA 50 Best, we, we spoke to a couple of restaurants as part of that. So as we were covering that story, uh, and Three Fills, which is the restaurant in Dubai that is that ranked number one on that list, uh, saw their bookings jump. Like they were, they were full the following couple of weekends because obviously that's obviously it's an attractive thing in Dubai, right? To go to the restaurant that's that's True. that's hot. So, so I think that's it is going to be an interesting phase. But again, you know, I think that's, more power to the restaurateurs and that's amazing that they you know they, but, they, this would help them but there, you know what will happen is a bunch of food influencers will still will, will feel heartbroken uh. you know why because the moment these guys get their stars they're not getting giving out free meals to these influencers and like I, you gotta pay and come here we are Michelin one star well, two star I, three star I would argue that that would mean that not only the re- quality of the restaurants go up but the quality of the reviews will start to go up too simultaneously which might actually be a good thing for everybody well yeah I mean let's see if, if that works out because I, I know for a fact that a bunch of restaurants you know they, they generally give out these free meals uh, to to the so-called influencers, and I'm not pointing yeah, out. I used to be a food some... blogger, so I understand what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. So, so we're not getting there, right? We will talk no, no, this no, off. Sorry, no, no, I, I don't know, but I understand. I understand, and it's an interesting. I mean, obviously, there's a, there's a bit of give and take there. And right, it's yeah. fine, and we understand the process. I think one of the things that that I do like about a, cer- a few food bloggers that I do follow today, and and even even what the Michelin and other guides are trying to do, is if the idea is that you don't, if the if the restaurant doesn't know. That right. this is the person that's reviewing, uh, that lends an air of credibility because they can't alter the service. So you actually experience the restaurant the way the way it actually is for everybody else, and I think that that's an important aspect of getting a better review out, right? So as much as as much as I understand that there is there is a, like I said there is a give and take in, in sort Absolutely. of working those relationships, but then you are they are aware they are treating you like a special guest and, and not doing. Now, now that you mentioned Amir that you know you are a food blogger, I was I was you you, uh, you know not anymore. Yeah, yeah. All right, weight watching. Sorry? Are you watching your weight? Is that why you oh, saw no. me? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. So, I just I'd like to talk more than I write, I suppose, yes. I like that. I like that. <laughs> right. So, so uh, when, when you are a food blogger and you know that you've been invited to a specific restaurant to, uh, you know, to, to come and review their food, uh, I, in, in today's time and age where uh, re- food review is not limited to, you know, newspaper columns and uh, blogs, yeah. uh, it is literally anyone and everyone who has a phone <laughs> in hand becomes a reviewer. Uh and they go for you know from the smallest to the meals to the biggest ones. Yeah. How how judicial can you be as a reviewer or a blogger when you know that you've been invited for the sole purpose of publicity? Look, I think you can be. I wouldn't rule that out. I mean, you, the same the same is true of movie critics and car critics and, mm. and everybody else, right? I mean, the the obviously the car reviewers aren't buying the cars; they're getting, they're getting yeah. received. So it is all part of a process and a, and a well-oiled chain that does yeah. work for a reason. Um, I mean, I, I can talk a little bit back in the day. I do know some food bloggers now and who do that, and a lot of them are very clear about the fact that if they've been invited, they absolutely disclose that information to say, "Look, I was invited." Mm-hmm. So bear that in mind as you read through my review, right? Which is a, which is the right I think the right the right, right way, way to, to go. do it. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think that you shouldn't get the 
free meal, I think, but you should at least disclose that you, you know, the, the restaurant helps support this review, right? Uh, and that's one way around it. Uh, Fudiva, who's on the episode that, that people will hear on Sunday and who was part of the interview with Gwendo, uh, she's she's someone who absolutely from day one, and I've known her for, I mean, I've, I've seen her blog for over tw- 10 years, mm-hmm. um, has always said, I will always pay. I will always Which pay and fair. I don't want to be invited, right? And if she's invited, she used, I mean, I, I know this is not true anymore, but back in those days, when she used to be invited, she would go, be part of that, but that would not be the review. She would come back to the restaurant by herself and pay and do it, right? Fair. So, so there are there are obviously ways to to do that. So that's mm-hmm. one. And then I think even if you are, I think if if ultimately you're trying to grow an audience, you're trying to have people trust your reviews, yeah. then it is in your interest to do it right, exactly. as opposed to be biased and say, okay, well, clearly this this person, uh, you know, got a benefit from the restaurant. That's why they're giving five stars. Uh, and if people trust your rating, then that's how you will grow. Chirac, thank you very much for coming hey, in. it's my pleasure. Great to hear the story. You can hear it midday Sunday here on Talk 100.3. It's the exclusive episode of the Lighthouse Conversation uh, where they look at the Michelin Star Guide. We've got both parts one and parts two uh, coming up this Sunday from midday. And uh, it's great to have you in to hear the story about this exclusive. Thank you very much. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks, guys.